Hello everybody and welcome to Wonderful Crap. My name is Meg and this is episode 21. 21 and we're on our Friday episode. So of course we're going to start off with a quote. And it is to never make a permanent decision based on a temporary emotion. So I find this quote kind of interesting because... Um, it just, it's, it's hard to explain, and, uh, (laughs) I know I'm supposed to really know how to explain it, because I'm on my own podcast, and such and such, and yada, 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 but sometimes I'm just at a loss for words, and sometimes that permanent decision, based on your temporary emotion, um, I think it all depends on what is happening and the back part of the story but um I think that if like you're going through something serious for instance like sexual harassment or whatever and you decide to totally burn that individual for doing something bad to you then by all means do it but um you know if you're just mad because oh, I don't know, your husband didn't do the dishes willingly like you had to ask him and you want to flip out and go on strike and all that stuff that's a little draconian for those of you who don't know what that means. It means the punishment is a lot more harsh for the crime. And I think it probably has more to do with, like, you know, you... I don't know. You slap somebody. But, oh, sorry. Hold on one second. Okay. Um, Like, you slap somebody and they end up killing you for it. It's like, okay, that's really draconian. Um, You shouldn't kill somebody over being slapped. But, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. I'm not encouraging it. But defend yourself. You know. Um, So, again, like it's just... All the quotes that I do are up for interpretation. My interpretation of the quote, never make a permanent decision based off of temporary emotion. Um, When it comes to the little shit, I get it. When it comes to the big stuff, doesn't apply to me. Just because I've had issues before where... And... uh, It was an interesting situation where I decided to report somebody for doing something that they're not supposed to be doing. And while on one side I'm like, all right, you know, that's not going to happen anymore. It's not going to happen to anybody else. And this person's going to get burnt and should be burnt for it. Um, And that didn't happen. They got a lovely little slap on the wrist and just got to keep on trucking. Um... I was a little upset about that. Other people were pretty upset about that. Uh, And then I went away for a little bit. Ended up coming back. And the person was in a point of instruction. Like being an instructor for something. That they really shouldn't be in. Because they were just in an issue with that kind of thing. Anyway... Um, you know, there's just, 
some things people sadly get away with and some people don't. I feel like I kind of made that person look like a fool during their period of instruction. Um, just because it was a joke to me. After, you know what, after, after doing all of that, after putting myself out there like that, I don't usually do stuff um, like that. I'm not one to sit here and just run to somebody and want to put paperwork on them. Um, when I first joined the fleet in 2013, I was having some issues. Uh, inside the platoon and I just wanted to stop. I didn't want to put paperwork on anybody. Um, I didn't want to do any of that. Okay. I just wanted the comments to stop because I wasn't like that. I'm not, I'm not one to do all the paperwork because sometimes people just, maybe they just need to talk into like, Hey dude, this is not right. Um, and you need to fucking stop. So I made a decision. I went to somebody about it and they went to others about it for advice and they got the situation handled. It was squashed, washed away, and we're done. That's it. There was no repercussions. There was no um, backlash from the people that I stood up against. Um, But that also comes with great leadership. I had great leadership when I first joined the fleet Um, and people who had your back and gave a shit about you and what all was going on underneath their nose. So in that situation, I'm glad I did what I did. In the other situation, while I'm glad I did what I did, it also proved to me that, yeah, why, while I felt like I had really great leadership, they also, in a way, I feel like let me down. And it wasn't my immediate leadership. It was higher than my immediate leadership also because they didn't I just feel like because they probably didn't know me like um you know my immediate leadership did like the fact that I'm not somebody who just goes out and tattles like I you can throw most any comment at me or whatever and I can either shoot the shit back or just tell you to shut the fuck up that's it and I'm done with it. I'll get, I'll get over it. You'll get over it. And that's that. We'll be adults and we'll move on. But, um, you know, some people, some people don't know that about me. And then they don't know the fact that once it does get to that point where I feel I need to get help to get you to shut your dirty mouth or to stop doing things that are inappropriate, then it's a big issue. So, um, yeah, so just never make a permanent decision based on temporary emotion, but also take into consideration your immediate situation and how it may affect you in the future. So it's for men, women, kids, teens, older people, that's for everybody. Um, everybody needs to understand that you do have a voice and sometimes just your voice works. And sometimes you need a little bit of help. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with getting a little bit of help when you feel either violated or just not heard. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Sorry, I'm just a little amped up because I watched the movie Bombshell. 
and I could relate in ways, not not a lot of ways, not in like the immediate same storyline, etc., etc., but the fact that like somebody said to another character, like one character said to another, like, why didn't you say anything? Like, you could have prevented all of this from happening to all of us. And honestly, that's the exact reason why I did what I did. Um, the second time around that I was having an issue is because I was not the only one. I knew I was not the only one. And there were people who came in behind me. Um who like came to the area, you know, behind me or, you know, later on in my time there that were blind to that issue. And, um, I, ha I had to talk to them about it. Uh, and some believed me, some didn't. And then some were like, Oh my God, I see it now. Nothing ever happened to them, but they're like, I see it. And they started to then distance distance themselves from the situation so just that's a lot it's a lot to take in my beginning part of this episode it's pretty deep pretty interesting um just know that you're probably not the only one that it's ever happened to if you're ever in that situation and you know speak up and if speaking up doesn't work speak out so, speak up to higher-ups and your superiors, and if that doesn't work, speak out. Speak out to your peers. Speak out to enemies, because you never know what they've been through. You never know why they're an enemy to you. Maybe they're just sour from something that happened to them before, and, you know, now you're the only one speaking out about it. Um... You know, so maybe they're getting repercussions under the table from that person that you're accusing or whatever. Just, it's a hard subject and it's hard, it's a hard subject to talk about without saying specifics. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Leave it to your interpretation, leave it to your imagination. But if you are trying to speak up and it doesn't work, then speak out. Just think about it like that. Um, so we're going to go ahead and move on to the main meat and potatoes of the episode. Um, I am skipping Florida Man Friday just because um, I did want to talk about that quote a little bit more than just talking about it, giving my idea of it. Like I've experienced stuff. I'm sure many, many other people have experienced stuff. So, you know, just... Just so you know, we do usually do Florida Man Friday, but we are going to skip that this week. So, the um, activity, or not activities, but the, the meat and potatoes of today's episode is quarantine activities. Yay! Because we all know that uh, kids, and th these are for kids, um, kids and parents. It could be totally be a lot of fun for parents, too, um, but... I wrote down six different ones, and one of them has a couple different activities that you can do with it. So, um, the first one that I saw was the DIY laser maze. So, if you have, like, a good hallway for, like, bedrooms, um, 
or even like not a staircase I wouldn't say a staircase because that could be dangerous um yeah I would say a good hallway so if you have a good hallway or you can even take like two couches and put them back to back just to make some sort of tunnel with a wall if you go to the dollar store um while you're out getting milk and bread or your necessities you know one pack of toilet paper one pack one leave some for everybody else too okay um let the stores catch up let the trucks catch up <laughs> um but if you go and you get basically streamers and scotch tape you can have your toddlers or your you know younger school uh, elementary school kids um or even you could do it yourself with making lines across the hall and act like they're lasers and they're so fragile and so easy to repair real quick that you can do it as a laser game and crawl through there and put on like cool spy music or something like that like be super fun be super creative um and you could do like different colors like oh we're just gonna take the blue track now or we're gonna go through the green ones now like you have to go under green ones and over blue ones and you can make some really high and some really low and all that stuff and so just get creative use your brains and uh, stay sane during this time <laughs> a lot of these activities too are to help like wear your kids out if they're inside um, I know that it's about to rain. I had my kids outside today. It was 80 degrees. They were in the pool. They were in the mud puddles. And they were absolutely loving it. And they both came in, got a bath, and went straight to sleep. <laughs> For naps. For naps. And then, of course, they woke up and we carried on with our day. But um, So another one is alphabet bingo. So if you have kids who are just learning the alphabet, which my son, I kind of want to do this with, my oldest, because tomorrow... We well actually when this comes out so today we find out if he goes to school I'm so excited um yeah I'm excited but I'm like nervous because I want to be a fly on the wall and I'm not usually like that but I want to be a fly on the wall while he's at school and just see how he is my little guy he's growing up so fast <laughs> anyway um, so alphabet bingo, so obviously you're going to make bingo cards, it's what, like five by five, and um, the centerpiece is a free space, and put down random letters in random positions, and play bingo. And it makes sense if they do get the idea of what a letter is and what it looks like, because they kind of need to know what B-I-N-G and O look like. Um, just kind of thought about that. It's like, well, if they don't know the alphabet, they're not going to know how to play bingo. But okay, we'll roll with the punches. So they got to know the alphabet a little bit before they actually play this game. <laughs> um, so my third activity that I found was like using either painter's tape or masking tape, something that is easy to pull up from like floors or walls and it won't leave you know too much marking like you don't want to use duct tape or really scotch tape because scotch tape is clear and easily moved and it's not the best at sticking to floors and all that stuff so um, definitely go with like a painter's tape or a masking tape um, and you can do tape shapes so make shapes on the floor 
and you could put it on carpet too if you want, but you could be like, okay, now we're going to crab walk to the circle or we're going to bear crawl to the triangle and so on and so forth. You guys get the idea. So, um, you know, you could do an activity like that. Another one is you make lines at certain intervals. So like do one foot intervals or uh, two foot intervals, all depending on how big your kids are. Uh, for little guys, you probably only want to do like one foot intervals. That way it gives them, you know, a chance to be like, whoa, you made it like three lines or three and a half lines. And you could do a long jump. You could do run and jump. You could do a long jump backwards. Um, you could do hopping to see how far you go. Which is just like you start at the starting line, you get on one leg, and then you hop and see how far it goes. And then you could probably like switch and do it the other way. Um, and then the reach and stretch where you keep one foot at the starting line and then you reach your foot out as far as you can and see how far you can go that way. So um, I think that was pretty cool. That one was one with like sub games in it. You can do a whole bunch of different stuff with that. And of course, you know, hopscotch, pretty standard. And you could also do a race car track. So if you don't have one of those carpets, I know this is time consuming to create, um, especially if you have a real little one or one that's probably under two and doesn't understand like, hey, don't rip off the tape or else we're not going to have anything to play with. Um, but I mean, you could totally make out like a road with masking tape and use it as one of those carpets that has that map on it like make a hospital and a police station and a bakery and uh, I don't know a school a library and all that cool stuff um yeah I just thought that was really cool and I saw one that went from like the couch to the floor um floor to the couch to the table to the wall etc 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 so where you can you can stick it anywhere and hopefully not damage your, all of your paint and your couch and all that good stuff. That's why I told you, you know, use something that's adhesive but is made to not leave marks or made to be easily peelable. Um, so hopscotch and then number squares. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. You could do little squares and put like one, two, three, and then you know, use blocks and be like, okay, this is this is for kids who are like counting, who are learning how to count or visualize numbers. Um, you put one block in block number one, put two blocks in block number two and three, and so on and so forth. You guys get the idea. Um, pretty simple. So another one, another quarantine activity is, and you can actually use the tape idea for this, is tic-tac-toe. You make a tic-tac-toe board out of um, tape and then you take paper plates and put a big X and a big O on the back and you can play like large tic-tac-toe right in your living room or outside. I mean at that point you could just use chalk but um, you could use it almost anywhere. So that's a pretty good one too. Uh, let's see, another one is balloon tennis. Balloon tennis seems pretty cool. Obviously you get balloons, you just fill them up with the hot air that's in everybody's head and grab a couple fly swatters and play tennis that way. I mean, you could totally play that with a little three-year-old and a one-year-old. They're not going to understand the points, like point system with it, but I'm pretty sure they're going to have a blast hitting a balloon back and forth with a fly swatter. Um, so I may actually get into that because I'm a stay-at-home mom and these activities would actually work out pretty well. 
uh, for, for my littles. So I think they would have a lot of fun doing that. Um, let's see. And last but not least, uh, it's number six of my quarantine activities is making DIY moon sand. So I've never made something like that and I'm sure that I could probably do it and um, just so you guys know you could probably bring down or bring up the recipe um, proportion wise but so DIY moon sand is eight cups of flour and one cup of baby oil but if you want to make less quote-unquote moon sand you could do like four cups of flour and a half cup of baby oil. So you could just divide it in half or, you know, double it or however you want to do it. Um, but make sure that ratio is there. And, um, you know, I think it's pretty cool. And obviously you could probably put food coloring in it to change the different colors, which I should probably go get some food coloring tomorrow and we can make moon sand. And I'll let you guys know how it goes on Monday. So, there's an idea. <laughs> uh, so, those are my ideas for some good quarantine activities. If you want to look for more, definitely go into Pinterest. I found most of these on Pinterest um, from a couple different articles or a couple different uh, pins, I guess you could say. Um, so, if you want to look those up, you absolutely can. And... Uh, yeah, let's get to our weird laws. So, Idaho, bicycles aren't allowed on tennis courts. Now, I'm a 90s baby. Of course, we had rollerblades and roller skates and our sweet and awesome bicycles. Um, I lived right behind my high school from when I was four years old until I graduated high school. I, you know, walked home from graduation. I walked home from after prom and all that stuff, like... I was that close to my high school, uh, but we would always take our bicycles or our, um, our rollerblades and all that stuff. We would always go into the tennis courts. You know why? Because it was like the smoothest ride you've ever had in your entire life. And honestly, if they want us to stop riding on tennis courts, then they should probably just make an area that's gated in. Um, that's outside, that's not a roller rink, um, make it out of the tennis court material, and just let us, you know, let us go to town on it with our, with our sweet, sweet roller blades and roller skates. I think it'd be a grand, grand or great idea, however you want to say it. Um, so another one is, you cannot hunt from a helicopter, whether it is flying or not. Don't do it. Just don't. Um, I don't know who has enough money to even kind of like be like, yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to go try and hunt from a helicopter. Why not? I don't have that kind of money at all. I think a helicopter would probably be as much as my house, if not more. So I think I'll just stick with uh, my husband hunting out of our back paddock. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll be good in that area. <laughs> Um, let's see, you cannot fish from the back of a camel, and I know what you're thinking, well, what about a giraffe? Yeah, no, you can't do it from a giraffe either, sorry. Um, I don't know where they got this, and again, laws are made because somebody probably did it somewhere, and they were dumb enough to get caught, I guess, but, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's weird. Um, so yeah, you can't hunt off the back of a camel or giraffes. I don't know if there's any other kind of zoo animals or exotic animals, I should say, um, involved in that. But, uh, yeah, that I, I haven't planned on fishing from the back of a camel or a giraffe lately. So, I think I'm pretty good on that one. I'm pretty safe on that one. Um, and the last one, I just thought it was funny because people are freaking out about coronavirus and all that stuff, is cannibalism is illegal unless it's needed to survive. And I'm telling you guys right now, it is not to the point where you need to eat people to survive. It's not. It's not even to the point where you need, like, 300 rolls of toilet paper. So... Just, just putting that out there. Stop hoarding the toilet paper. Like, yeah. I just can't. I can't. I can't. Why? Why? I mean, yeah, you're going to want toilet paper because it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Just like a plunger, a fire extinguisher, a life jacket, and all that good stuff. Um, just don't do that. Just get one. Go home. Next time you go out, grab one. You know, even if it's a small one, just be sparing with it. Because, yeah, you may want to hoard it, but you if you're hoarding toilet paper like that, you're probably doing a wad as big as Shaq's fist. Which is entirely too much. That's going to fuck up your system anyway. So, whatever. You know what? Do what you want. Um, just leave some toilet paper for the rest of us. Thanks. So, a quick recap. Um, never make a permanent decision based on a temporary emotion. And if you are speaking up and it's not working, then speak out. Remember that one too. Um, I've never seen an actual legitimate quote like that. I'm just kind of like saying that. So if somebody wants to quote me on it, my name's Meg Holstrom. You know where to find me on all the socials. Instagram and Facebook are at wonderful crap. There's no spaces, no... Caps, no periods, no underscores, nothing fancy like that. It's just very simple, at wonderful crap on both Facebook and Instagram. Um, feel free to, to like and share all the stuff. Um, and then go ahead and give me your ideas for some quarantine activities. And we can share them on Instagram or we can share them over Facebook. Um, I'll probably make a thread for it. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I hope you guys have a safe, healthy, wonderful weekend. Don't forget to um, clean all high traffic surfaces and also to send good vibes and good prayers, whatever you want to do, however you want to say it, to um, a friend of mine and their family as they are, you know, going through a lot and then the coronavirus, of course, absolutely does not help with the situation. So just send them good vibes their way and uh, it's very much appreciated. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Stay healthy. And go ahead and also rate and review on wherever you listen to podcasts like Apple Podcasts or Spotify or all that stuff. All right. Thank y'all. Later.